is where we are going to start here tonight. Yes, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty here on this Friday, June the 25th. Joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Belegian. I got double B's, Brandon Blake on the phones. What's that number again? 313? 800-059-0WJR. Give B a call. I got Eric Dortch producing like crazy, making drops. But I had to start the show there, guys, because if you're not as excited as I am, for the first overall pick, and th this is why, before I hand it off to my partner, Sean, this is more about trusting the person that is calling the shots and Troy Weaver with that first round pick, no matter what he does. If I'm going to sit here and tell you anything you ask me about the Red Wings, I say, hashtag Iser plan. Well, Troy Weaver is in the same category. I'm ecstatic that finally something positive has happened during the draft. Now, I look at, okay, us Red Wings, we're going to be martyrs and let Gary Bettman just just toy with us. We'll figure a way to get there. But the fact that the Pistons got the first choice, my question to you, Sean, not only uh, is what are your thoughts about that when it happened, because I watched it live and I was excited, but also does this mean the Pistons are – that much closer to the playoffs or that much closer to being, I guess, the first team out of this conundrum and of professional sports in Detroit? And welcome on a Friday. Hey, Mac, you, you, honest to goodness, you stole my thunder right away because Boom. my mindset, well, it's a rainy my, night my mindset is I trust Troy Weaver, okay? Uh -huh. I, I, I'm not going to get excited about the number one pick, and here's why. I don't know who it is yet. I'm assuming it's Cade Cunningham, okay? I, I am. I think we all are, right? But I, I think we've seen in years gone by, we've seen a little bit of everything out of the number one pick. Unfortunately, we've seen some busts. The Pistons had one of them. We've seen a few busts in the last 10 years. We've seen some good players. A franchise in the National Basketball Association needs a great player, a franchise player. I hope that this is the guy. The bigger point to me, the bigger point to me is I'm, I'm cool with Troy Weaver. I, I am. I, I think this guy gets it. I think he, he grabbed a piece of paper when he took over and ripped up everything that the Pistons had done for the, the, the previous 13 years, which was be a, a hamster on a wheel. Sometimes they were running really hard, but they still weren't going anywhere. So to me, that's the bigger thing. I get it, though. Like I, I don't want to be a stick in the mud. If somebody's excited about number one, be excited about it, of course. And I hope that that guy turns into everything and more. But at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm more excited about this guy. And what if he walks up to the podium and doesn't yell out the name Cade Cunningham? Are, are people suddenly going to be devastated because it's not that guy? I'm with you. You have to trust your general manager. I don't think this guy's given me any reason not to trust him. So let's just let this play out before, you know, we're throwing the big parties and everything. Well, that's a great point, Sean, because this isn't about Cade Cunningham. It's irrelevant about Cade Cunningham. You know, whether you like whether you like him, think he's the best, we're not talking about this. This isn't getting the first pick in the NFL draft last year in Trevor Lawrence that was the proverbial best player. This is basketball. This is a man with a plan. It's the same thing as with Steve Eiserman. 
That's why having him and Chris Draper and all the guys that I know that I won championships with putting their hard work you know, into into trying to pick the right guys. They're the first ones coming out of there is, hey, drafts are great, accumulating picks is great. Steve Eisman's the first one to say, now we got to pick good players. So in you saying that, the position of number one is the power position because whatever Troy Weaver does with it, I'm good, right? Whoever he selects, and if that's Cade Cunningham, because then it's like, okay, Troy Weaver believes a lot of the hype that – that we're hearing and obviously that but if he goes in a different direction and he goes with Suggs or he goes with a trade or he goes with something else I trust him and I guess that's the question you know 800-8590-WJR the question is do you trust because we know we all pretty much 90, 90% 95% trust Steve Eiserman right and and making decisions and whatever because and you look at what's been happening slowly but surely the track record's coming right we talk about we're still waiting to see product from the lions but what's coming out there is a different noise that we've heard and something where it's everybody getting in line you go over to the tigers man they're like first time in a long time I can actually see some formation of what trying to do and then I listen to AJ Hinch and he's a lot like Steve Eiserman where it's like listen to what he says and it's slowly but surely bringing some of these guys along and it's nice to have guys like a Das Cameron come up and hit a home run or an Eric Haas or a Patrick Rogers who was supposed to be a big part of the Verlander deal actually being able to, to be pieces and stuff like this. And I haven't even mentioned the pitching. So, um, again, I think it's more about the people in charge. And to me, it goes back to what do I always say? And it's not get educated, get medicated. It's don't tell me what, tell me who. And the Detroit Pistons having the first pick in the draft is a who. Cade Cunningham is not even relevant in this conversation. No, and, and you know what? That's what you have to do to to get, um, you, you know, to take a step up. Now, there are no guarantees. I, I know that nobody wants to hear that, but the reality is there are no guarantees. I mean, ask the Philadelphia 76ers. It seems like they have just been flailing away for a long time, but at least this gives you a better opportunity now because the Pistons – were stuck, Mac, in my opinion, in the NBA's version of purgatory. Yeah. They weren't good enough to get into the playoffs and make any kind of noise, and they weren't bad enough to get into the lottery and, and get themselves that chance to get, you know, the franchise uh, player. But, uh, you know, in the aftermath of this, I mean, guys like you or me or whomever that sits back and says, okay, guys, this doesn't guarantee anything. Nobody wants to hear that, but that's the reality. The hard part comes now. It's like... Look, we all love the Matthew Stafford deal, right? We all love the Matthew Stafford deal. It was time to get that much was great. But what if they don't do anything with those picks from the Rams? You know, then then is that is that deal the deal we all thought it to be? What this does is give you the opportunity to do something exceptional. Now comes the heavy lifting. You have to do it. 
Yeah, well, the heavy lifting is answering the phone calls and and being unpredictable. And I think a lot of times, you know, teams, and you mentioned Philly, is that they're stuck on there's one person coming out and it's live or die with that, and we're not in that situation. So whether it's talking to other teams about possible trades before the draft, trades at the draft, or going with one of the the top four players that, you know, we've we've all heard of. So Is there a trade, though, that, like, I get you have to answer the phone for everything, but is there a trade or a scenario where know, where you really have to at least consider it? Portland is a guy that being uh, like like there, there's a couple guys, but no, because all the Oklahoma City who's amassed um, all the draft picks, all of them don't add up to number one pick. So no, but you have to. The thing is, is that you have to be willing to answer the call you just don't sit there with the first pick bam anyways um hey sean i want you to i wanted you to do me a favor if you wouldn't mind will you your friggin neighbor habs man i, I you know will you <laughs> knock and see if he's got a few minutes for me i want to come back i want to play what's going on in montreal and get into the stanley cup one of the stanley cup finalists other games going on tonight to determine game seven the hockey playoffs will you just knock on the window or he's probably i tell, can see what i can do tell him to put his I underwear on though do. I mean, or not his underwear. Tell him to put his shorts on. He's always running around his underwear. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to try to get Habsman on here. We're going to talk a little hockey when we come back. Yeah, we're almost to the Stanley Cup final. It's final. Bettman says final. Not finals, final. Anyways, thanks for joining us here on Darren McCarty Show, AM 760, WJR. Well, 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 as you heard it there, Montreal Canadiens going to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in 28 years. And, um, Sean, I don't know what to say. I don't know if you uh, were able to entice. I know Habsman is uh, excited, but I want to talk to you first, Sean, is I want to ask you, what did you think? of that game last night and the sort of the destiny role of what the Montreal Canadiens are on? Well, you know what, Mac, I, I think what's going on in the NHL right now, um, it's, it's, I always say the NFL sells hope. I think the NHL has been selling hope. And what I mean by that is you have the opportunity right now for the New York Islanders to advance to the Stanley Cup here tonight. And they were, you know, 12th overall. I mean, they, they were 12th overall in the National Hockey League. And right now, the team waiting for them and, and who's going to be starting on the road, whether it be in Tampa or uh, in New York on Monday, is the team that finished 18th overall in the National Hockey League. I, I mean, now think about that, folks. I mean, that's, that's where we're at right now in, in the National Hockey League. And uh, your fortunes can change very quickly. And I think, Mac, there's a tie-in to... There's a tie-in to what we were just talking about with the Pistons as well. You know, I mean, you you have to make the right picks. You have to, you know, take some chances and things like that. You know, Cole Caulfield's a guy that everybody's been talking about. Mac, I saw the kid with my own two eyes at at USA. The the kid is is a stinking stud. But you know what people were stuck on? He's 5'7". Oh, kid like that. He he's going to get murdered in the league. Oh, he's too small and everything. And so, you know, not only did they draft him, but they called him up and after initially sitting him when the playoff started, uh he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal and and he and Nick Suzuki, who their combined age is 41, I might add. And their combined height I, is I, 10 feet. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, I it, there. It, it's it's insane. Like every night, those two are doing something. It 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 really is. And um, you know, the crazy thing about it, I think Mac, we were talking about like the fluke and the good story. I think anybody that watched that series, the better team won that series. Make no mistake, they were better than the Vegas Knights. It wasn't. It wasn't just this or that. I think everybody's going to talk about Carey Price, and rightfully so. He he was. I mean, obviously the difference maker. They took the game to the Knights the last few nights, and I think there's a reason why they won that series in six. So it's crazy. I don't think anybody saw it coming, and you know me. I I saw pretty much all their games this year. Never in a million years would I have uh, thought about something like this. Well, Never, maybe ever, you ever. wouldn't have, but I hear him rustling in the background. I got to thank him for his time. And you segued, Sean, that's why you're always a, a great wingman. You segued perfect because the three things I always say to win a championship is you need three things in the playoffs for NHL. Goaltending's one. Puck Lucks 2, which is overtime goals, getting the right and staying healthy. And staying healthy can also mean you think it's your lineup, but it could also be your coach. So I'm going to bring in the biggest Montreal Canadiens fan this side of the Detroit River. That is so true. Uh, Habsman, how are you? Congratulations. And how uh, excited are you? Thanks for joining us here on the Darren McCarty Show tonight. Bonsoir, Darren McCarty. I tell you what, Darren, I tell you before, I talked to you uh, a few weeks ago. I tell everybody you know they're going to find a way to win the series. We talked before Jet Series. I tell you Habs and Tree, that's what Habs do. It was not four, it was three. They dominate Jets. And here we are. And uh, Marc Bergevin, your former teammate, Martin Lapointe, your former teammate, they are a big part of what uh, goes on right now in La Belle Province. So that's where we are, and everybody sing ole, ole, ole. Ole, ole, ole. I saw that. Now, I know, I don't know, you weren't outside, because I know that, that they allowed 3,500 fans in, but they also had 10,000 people outside cheering the forum, ole, ole, ole. Do you think for the is the government going to open up uh, for more Canadian fans to enjoy this finals? I have to be very, you know, how you say, careful about uh, where I go in uh, Montreal. Uh, there is uh, um, what the word warrant out for oh. me. I do bad things before and oh, big party, okay. and and so I so I have to hide sometime. Hence the mask. Oh. That that would make sense. I have to hide some time in my identity, and uh, but no, you're right, Darren McCarthy. They they need to say let the fans in because when that place is you know everybody chant, you know at uh, uh, Jean Louis Arena they were big uh, home ice advantage, and the uh, same thing in Bell Center they play you know so very well. In front of the the crowd, yelling "Ole, ole, ole, ole," and that make them make them better. That's it. Um, my last uh, question, because you are like uh, Sean mentioned earlier, is the playoffs the the final start Monday, and Montreal will start on the road. Game seven tonight, Tampa Bay and New York Islanders. Does Habsman is does it matter who the Montreal Canadiens play? In the finals, or is there a, is there a, let's say, uh, I'm, my French is a little rusty, but is there a Schwazi? 
Ashwazi between the, the Islander and uh, and uh, Tampa Bay? You know, McCarthy, I, I tell you this. If, if they play Tampa, I say uh, Tampa give them tough time. Hab in three. And if they play Islanders, then I say, you know, maybe Habs in three. The team of destiny. <laughs> Vince de la Coupe Stanley. And uh, everything going to be okay. All right. Going for that, what, 25th championship? Is that correct? Vince. Vince. Uh, well, you oui, know monsieur. what? I... Uh, that's a good number. That's my number, and I appreciate you joining me. Good luck. Uh, we. Uh, so many goals you score on Patrick Waugh. Ah, that one you know Patrick Waugh. Once oh, he left uh, Montreal, uh, you know I owned his ass. You scored twenty-five goals that night. Yeah, that's, that's right. Pretty leave. much. Pretty much. All right, Habs man. Thank you. I appreciate. You. Good luck oh, in the finals. Man. That's Habs man. He's all around. He is so. So happy. Thanks a lot, Sean. Appreciate that. Um, I don't know why people like to talk to him. i got to be honest with you. He's unbelievable. I can't think of a better way um, than this to after for a victory. You know him. You love him. It's Greg from Shelby. What's up, buddy? How are you tonight? D-Mac, Shawnee B, and the All-Star crew. I'm feeling pretty good. I was going to use another word, but no, I won't. I'm feeling fantastic. Awesome. Warriors. You start with a dream, and then you believe. Your thoughts become magic, and then you achieve. Hit me. Hoo-yah. Hit me. Hit me. Hoo-yah. Hoo-yah. Awesome, awesome. What do you think uh these playoffs going on here? But more supportively, what, what is your opinion, Mr. Positive, on Troy oh Weaver God, having that it. decision for first overall pick? In the NBA I, draft. I, I love it. Uh, I wish Las Vegas was in it, but I'm glad Montreal. I think uh, Shawnee B is a huge uh, fan of uh, Montreal, and uh, I'm happy for him. But uh, I'm hoping for uh, Tampa. All right. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it, it should be. They should be tough. And uh, what I tell everybody else is this is where the game seven, the home ice, when you're defending champion, you're supposed to win. But, you know, we've we've done certain things before. But, again, we lost the game seven at home. So, I mean, it can go either way in the playoffs. You have a great weekend. Stay dry, you Greg, too. and we'll talk to you next week. Alpha positive, the warrior himself. Um, anyways, uh, thanks for joining us here on the Darren McCarty Show on this Friday. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the Canacon, yes, the uh, – United States Canacon is downtown this weekend at Kobo Arena. We we're going to talk to uh, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about uh, the caregiver program and stuff. Well, this is where some of the best minds, not only in this state and this country and the world, uh, come together to find out what's going on. We're going to talk to one of these guys who's actually part of my who, Adam Scott Green. We come back here on the Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. If I say it once, I'll say it a million times because it's so true. Cannabis has saved my life, and it's about the option. And one of the people who is uh, instrumental in my education towards this plant and compassion joins us on the line here on this Friday night on the Darren McCarty Show. Uh, he is definitely part of my who. I consider him a brother. Adam Scott Green, All-Star Growers. How are you tonight, my friend? Hey. 
Ian. What's up, buddy? Um, What's up, brother? Long time uh, listener, first time caller. Yeah, you're great, dude. And I, I, I told you that if you, if you come and share some of this knowledge with me, that that I'll finally give you that autograph that you so seek out. But I'm uh, telling the listeners here about uh, how big compassion there. is. Important it is here in the state of Michigan in the cannabis field, uh, the Canacon going down on downtown Acobo. Can you explain to people what's happening in downtown Detroit with the uh, Canacon and and what sort of people are talking about and different things that are going on? Because I don't think people have a, a great understanding about uh, the education that goes into this plant. Oh, my God, that's so much in one question. Let me do my best here. So, first, Canacon is going on in Detroit right now. We're all out here. We're partying. We're having, like, the best time. We're celebrating this beautiful plant together. Um, And we've got a lot of great businesses here in Detroit down at the TCS Center uh, from all over the nation, in fact, that's in the cannabis industry. So it's a great place to come in and network and meet some new faces and you know, get get familiar with our beautiful industry. Absolutely, um, and and I've had Jamie Lowell and Rick Thompson uh, on this program to explain to the people because I believe knowledge is power about how important it is to have the option. Maybe give a little bit of people why, you know, a little bit of backstory of why you are in this industry and the compassion you have. And um, I guess you're the best person to explain Rick Simpson Oil or RSO. You know, and um, is there a way that you can uh, give people a Coles notes about just the power of this plant and the whole thing is that what we want to accomplish is it's not whether you use it or you don't. It's whether you have the option. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So the power of the plant, Uh, there is no doubt that this plant was literally made for us. Uh, You and I and everyone out there has something inside their body called an endocannabinoid system. Look that up if you're not familiar with it, um, otherwise known as your ECS system. Uh, And that endocannabinoid system is there, in my own opinion, to interact with cannabinoids, right? Uh, Babies from uh, mother's breast milk get a certain amount of cannabinoids naturally that way, but there's no doubt that cannabis is the number one way to feed that system that we all naturally have. So when you talk about RSO, when you talk about all these different forms of medication, it's really, really important to get familiar with your endocannabinoid system. Because uh, that's the real key to unlocking the medication. Um, RSO is obviously a very traditional medicine uh, used uh, for cancer patients, epilepsy. I've seen it used for all kinds of different ailments. Um, and that's utilizing primarily a much stronger uh, concentrated THC blend with, uh, you know, all the rest of the full cannabinoidal profiles within that concentrated mix. And that becomes kind of the key because you're not isolating it. you got to be kind of careful because other things can isolate compounds, and Rick Simpson gives you everything. Which is like the full makeover, which explains when I tell everybody is why I detox and got the physical addiction of alcohol out of my body. It's because I had an overhaul with the strongest of the strongs. Is it fair to say, Adam, for people's analogies, is that we all understand that we all as human beings have DNA, except it's different that the endocannabinoid system, because anything with a spine and we'll stick with human beings have it, that it's all different. So um, a lot of it is just more of understanding where, where would you send people 
um, who have more questions because we don't we don't uh, we're not here to argue. We're here for what do you mean by that? Where would you tell them to look? Absolutely. I would go to Endocana Health, www.endocanahealth.com. Uh, Len May is the gentleman that's the CEO of that company. And what it is, is uh, it'll, one, educate you a lot more about your endocannabinoid system just by going to that site. But two, it will give you the option, if you choose, to get a actual DNA swab sent to you specifically from, the, from Len May's lab. And no, he's not selling it to nobody, none of that family tree stuff. You, you do a DNA swab, you send it back to the lab, he'll do a very specific test against your DNA and your endocannabinoid system, and then he will send you back what your keys are. Now, there's the medical side, but even for our state with the new recreational users, maybe you're thinking about getting into cannabis, and you're, you know, you remember back in the day you smoked that joint and made you all freaky paranoid. Well, maybe you smoked a certain strain or genetic that just didn't fit your endocannabinoid system. But if we find out what would be, <clears throat> excuse me, more proper for you, uh, we'd be able to put you with the right fit, tell you to stay away from an edible, or maybe tell you to enjoy an edible. But basically, the key is the endosystem. Yeah, that's the you know that's awesome. As far as there's a plan, and then then this is all about. You know, you want to control what you put in your body, whether what what you eat or what the medicine you take. And it's a little different now. You don't have to just listen to somebody and tell you to go get this and go get this pill and this pill and this pill. There might be options for you. There's people that care and there's compassion. I will call you as soon as I am done here, sir, and I will see you in about 25, 30 minutes. I love you. I appreciate you I educating you. Uh, I, oh, my thank listeners. Thank you so much for having me. You got it, buddy. We'll see. We'll see you soon. And uh, and uh, yeah. So anybody wants to check out the Canacons going on tomorrow, also, I believe from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. at the TCF. I call it Kobo. Um, do you say we have a caller? Who would we have on the phone? We have Ron. Ron. Hey, Ron. How you doing today, bud? Hello, Darren. How's it going? It's going very well. I'm sitting here with my wife, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. I just right wanted on. to call and thank you. You did. My son and my daughter-in-law had had you do a video for me uh, announcing the, the birth of oh, my yeah, grandson. Oh, you, oh, dude. Ah, oh, man. Okay. So Ron and Linda, yeah, I. When I did this, so, okay, let me slow this down. And this is awesome because this is what I call it, it. This is the infinity circle closing, right? Because I got to do, I've done, do the cameos. If anybody hasn't heard of cameos, you can, I'm on cameos. It's where you can get a personalized. So I did the first one. Ron, I want you to know that's the first baby reveal that I did. So they <laughs> used me to reveal to Ron that he's becoming a grandfather. So a grandpa, a baby boy, right? So um, yep. congratulations, man. Uh, hopefully uh, it, it was a good surprise. Did you? Was oh, it, were you surprised? Darren, it was awesome. Me and my wife just enjoyed the hell out of it. I just, I just wanted to call and say thank you for it. Well, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you calling. And that, you know what? That was a long distance because that was from North Carolina, not them. But that's where the baby is and stuff. So um, that's awesome. Can't wait. Congratulations. That's what it's all about. You made my weekend. And that's, you know, that, that I don't care, Sean. Um, that's what it's all about right there. That's that's how we're all connected. The little things like that. Uh, yeah, I did it uh, from 
from uh, in Birmingham the other day when I got it, and I forget who was sitting beside me, and I was like, hey, check this out, man. I get to tell somebody they're going to be a grandpa for the first time. So, oh, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome. cool? You did one that for me so last cool. year for a buddy's wedding, and I, I showed it to them as soon as you sent it, and I've never seen I, I, I He loves his wife. She's amazing, but I think he might have been more excited about the personal message from Darren McCarty. Well, that's <laughs> well, you, you know what that and and that's cool. And 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 I just did a birthday one. I sang a three year old a happy birthday because his uncle Kevin wanted to, when he tell it till told him he's gonna uh, you know get him into hockey and teach him he's got he needs he needs to know where it all starts. And that's you know at the end of the day, whether we're talking. You know, we're talking sports here, and there's a lot of more serious issues and serious things going on in this world. And, you know, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it, but I want you to know you got to look in more because more things have come out about Michigan. There's things that have come out in the NHL back in 2010 about a video coach in Chicago. Uh, Ed, I, before we got on air, Ed Ogeron, uh, there's something down in LSU. So the bottom line, I've said this all along, is that sit back, wait. Listen to the truth. It's all coming out because, I don't know, it's such a uncomfortable, bad thing. But you have to, in order to correct it, you have to face it head on. So um, did you see those things, Sean? And did you, was there anything uh, you disgusting. had poignant? Break, breaks your heart because, you know, um, the worst part about it too, Darren, is uh, the, the coach in question, uh, Coach Aldrich, then proceeded to go up north and and work in the high school ranks and well, uh, was convicted of of fourth degree sexual misconduct uh, with, with a player up there and it just I mean it, it rips your heart out you know well, and, and, and makes I, you wonder why wasn't anything said why so, wasn't anything done it doesn't make sense so here's the thing right and here's my point so it's coming out from everywhere and this and that for whatever there is obviously a rift. It's more of a you know epidemic or whatever like this that yet because it's the accountability and maybe if some people who who don't see the bigger picture of of where blame is to lie how it has to change maybe looking at it from the outside onto something else at the same time might help everything move forward. That's just, you know, it's 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 going to get uglier. I mean, I said it all along, but hopefully at the end of it, it, it means that there are answers and this doesn't happen again. So um, anyways, that's enough for the uh, that's enough Mazaway uh, negativity. Um, we're going to get off that because it's Darren McCarty show. Thanks for joining us. When we come back, we're going to talk best part of the show. What's Shawnee B going to be grilling in the rain or in the garage this weekend? And oh, Eric Dortch is on the overnights. Can't imagine what he's got for the microwave. Anyways, thanks for joining us here. Darren McCarty Show Friday night, AM 760 WJR. You know what? I know this guy is so excited. I want to thank Habs, man. He just gave me the update on the tweeter. Vasilevsky versus Varlamov in the Battle of the Vs in Game 7. Nikita Kucherov. Injured three minutes into game six is on the ice for warm-ups. And, Sean, would you think that even at the worst, if he sits on the bench and just wings power play, that's what they're going to use him for? Absolutely. I mean, he's such a difference maker on their power play. Mac, I I, I don't think it should surprise anybody that he's playing. I mean, he is one tough cookie. 
Um, I, I don't know how much he's going to have. And I think this goes hand-in-hand hand with what you've always said. I've heard you say this for years. One of the big things that you need in a Stanley Cup playoff run is health. And this is a Lightning team that's played a heck of a lot of hockey the last few years. And um, is it going to catch up to them tonight? Is it going to catch up to them should they win tonight in the final? I don't know. But, uh, boy, they're, they're getting stretched. There's no doubt about that. No, that's the thing, and you know the, I guess the power play that Tampa's had has struggled a little. Well, I mean, I guess it hasn't. It, it struggled without him, right? Yeah, because he just yep. controls the half wall. So, and and I think even when a guy like that sits in your line, we saw it last year with Steven Stamkos, who played one game, scored in it actually, but just him being there, being on the ice on the bench, um, gave them the jam and stuff like this. You know, more importantly, though, let's get to it. How are you going to grill this weekend, bro? Like, did you have grilling? Did you have to audible to a different plan because of the weather? You know what I did? I, I have uh, a, I have a Traeger and I have a master built, and the master built is a little smaller, and I brought it underneath my deck and I put a big cushion on top of it to keep the rain away. And then when I'm out there smoking, uh, I'll take it off and, you know, I'll, I'll put something above it. But, yes, I'm still going to be able to smoke. I'm just going simple this weekend, man. No no, no bells and whistles. I'm, j- I'm just doing uh, a couple racks of ribs. So how was the steak last? Was steak last weekend? Jack was home. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had a bunch. Yeah, it was, it was. Uh, we had a good time. We, we, we had a really good time. We had a, a bunch of different steaks, and uh, I, I did a, a tomahawk, and I did a bone-in ribeye, and uh, we had a good time. So what about you, Dorchy? You got stuck here on the ones and twos, and uh, yeah. last time I think you brought in like a couple subs, or you were all. Brought in a couple subs. Are you doing Jay uh, solid this week with your microwave skills? Or I'm gonna try to live up to Jason. He's a far superior microwaver than well, I am. You should talk to other people and make some friends, and um, maybe just not have business associates. I, I try. Right, nobody, right? nobody ever, you know? nobody ever calls me back. I'm, I'm a little, well, I'm a little maybe, concerned no, no, about this. But maybe you shame. should work on that, and then they would. Maybe just start out with, hey, what? What? I'm in the frozen food department. We, I got to do overnights. We got a we got a few minutes here. What's wrong with me? Uh, no, I, tonight <laughs> is. Uh, we, well, <laughs> where do I start? You know, here? Go into it. We need more than a few minutes, bro. Anyways. All right, next show. Next show. We'll yeah. work out of that next. Uh, no, this week uh, I got a. I grilled up a couple of turkey burgers last night, so I've got some of that left over, and then I've got a night. Like I said, Stouffer's mac and cheese. It's, it's it'll get you through anything. That's if that's your go-to. Hey, mine is the uh, the yakisobi, uh, the Japanese bowls. I like those things, man. And then, hey, I'll be honest with you. My one of my favorite things. I, I'm a huge ramen guy. Ramen, yeah, I was gonna say I'm a ramen. Huge ramen guy with with you get the grilled chicken, right? You you have the grilled chicken, so it's all there. So you heat up the ramen, then you throw it in there, and it sort of like permeates with the. So it's like chicken ramen. Here, here's what I, I, I've, like I've, fresh I've, chicken. I've had. Hour long arguments with friends about this. Are you are you guys the kind of people that you keep the broth in the ramen, or do you mix the packet and then get rid of the water? What? Like it, literally, you're just eating no. the noodles with the flavor. No. Oh yeah, that's the what water. I do. That's at, what I do. Yeah. At, that's what I do. Yeah. What? So you that's, you you make you, the ramen. Well, I don't 
but I don't overfill the water. Well, I'm just saying, like, I I know where the line. Drain out the water. Yep, drain out the water. And then put the packet in. I mean, you can do it that way, too, if you want to have done that way. But yeah, I just eat the noodles with the flavor packet. And there's no water. You put your milk in your cereal before. Nope. Or you put your milk in eat first. I put the milk after. Or milk after. dry. Nope, milk after. Oh, good. At least you're not a savage. <laughs> with what? He eats it with savage. water. <laughs> with water? Oh, dude. Or yogurt? Well, I've heard of people doing that. Bad. Yogurt, yeah. Yogurt's a, a European thing more. Hey, there's. I'll tell you this. Man, those, like, you, you, you totally, they eat backwards in Europe. Like, they got, like, meats in the morning and stuff. Like, not, like, steaks, but, like, there's always charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah, you know, right? Do I have to explain what charcuterie is? I know is? what it is. Just, you no, know, it's great. How you no, did it. Charcuterie is like one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. One, yep. one of my favorites. Anyways, as we're sitting here looking at the old guys and I'm admiring Jerry Kelly doing what he's doing on the senior tour, we got a golf tournament coming here next week. Yes, we do. Hopefully, they'll be able to play it in this rain-soaked um, environment, which it's supposed to be, but maybe... The weatherman will be consistent and are it'll ex- blow through and it'll change. But uh, are you excited to give your boy Bryson a big hug? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Dude, Works did you too. see him photobomb Kepka's? Yeah, <laughs> that awesome. Are you awesome. Not, that was come on. I'm Sean, a Kepka had, guy through. You had to laugh. Awesome. I laughed. I oh. snorted. I did. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. I told you that if you know if I get a chance to go, because I mentioned it to you, and Sean, I don't know if you saw this today, but Bubba Watson teeing off on one of the holes, the head of his driver came off mid-swing. The ball still found it center of the fairway, 40 yards from the hole, found a way to birdie it. So that's the first thing I want to ask him is, is did he make sure his driver's fully you know, connected this time for this round? See, and I would be like, who cares if you're hitting it that good with an unreleased driver? But anyways. <laughs> unreleased driver. Anyways, <laughs> if I want any info, I know who to go to. I'll go to the boss and the uh, Dorch family. That would be your wife, who is the pro over there. So that works out. Um, any NASCAR fans, Pocono, the, uh, the triangle, uh, tricky triangle. It's three turns. Uh, they have a... 5.50 and a 7.50 Saturday, Sunday race. And uh, who you got tonight, Sean? Who do you think? I'm going to go with Tampa. I, I, I know it's boring, uh, but I, I just think that they find a way. You have to wonder if they're running low on gas. They, they Boy, they look pretty dead on, on, on Thursday and, or excuse me, uh, Wednesday night. But I, I think they're going to have enough to get by. I still think they're going to win the Cup. I do. I don't like saying that, but I still think they're going to win the cup. But um, let's see how much gas is left in the tank. It's going to be interesting. Well, here's a little trivia for the people back in the day, and I know my man Sean knows this, but it'd be ironic. And you know why, Mr. Dorch, Mr. Blake? is because back in 93 in the conference finals, not the cup final, the conference finals, it was who, Sean, the Montreal Canadiens and... Al Arbor and the New York Islanders. New York Islanders. So, for this Friday night, I'm going to end it with a little do-do-do. Remember, karma is real. We love you here at the Aaron McCarty Show. Thanks, Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch, Brandon Blake, and always Warriors. Thanks for calling, Greg. Anyways, Darren McCarty, you guys, whatever you do, you might want to grab an umbrella this weekend. Try to stay dry. We'll see you next week. Steve Mac, I'm out.